Well, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to this episode of Renewed Focus. Uh, as always, this is Colton, and today I'm here with Matthew. What's up? Glad that you're here, brother. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, it's good to be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we did one together, and then we had several pastors on. Yeah, uh, it's good stuff. And then we took a break. Um, we had a week off last week. And in fact, um, just so you guys know, moving forward, we're going to be doing Renewed Focus every other week. We started it simply because the shelter in place hit and we wanted a way to communicate. That's crazy. And it's gone really well and we've enjoyed doing it and we've got good feedback. But I think going forward, it makes sense to do it every other week. Um, Now, I will say that if we're not doing it in two weeks, you need to pray for me, Matthew. Pray for you. Yes. So so confess you're on the air, brother. Okay, so... (laughs) Next weekend, so in between this episode and the next episode, I am going shark fishing with my brother-in-laws. Is that legal? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm supposed to go buy a fishing license from Academy between now and the time we leave. Wait, wait, but so do you buy a license? or how You does... just buy a fishing license. I don't know. That's all they told me. I don't it's know, just to man. get a fishing license. But they go every year, and every year I've had the excuse of not going because I work on Sundays. But this year, we're not gotcha. meeting, you know, on June 7th. No, we're not. We're not meeting then. And so they're You're like, free. they're like cornered me and they're like, you don't have to go to church that Sunday. And so. Wait, hold on. So you don't want to go? Okay. I do like, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go to bond with my brother-in-laws, which I don't think they listen to this podcast. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I want to bond with my brother-in-laws. Like I want to be family with them and, and spend that time with them. I don't want to go shark fishing. <laughs> like, because the way they do it is they have this big concoction where it's like drilled into, there's these things that are drilled into the back of their truck, like their truck bed, and these huge shark poles. And then you have this little boat and you take the massive hook and the bait, you put it in the boat and you take the boat out there and then you drop it in the water. So how big is this boat? It's tiny, like, <gasps> like four feet long. So where are you going to put the cage to go well, no, no, in the no, no, water? Oh, no, 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 no. You're misunderstanding. Okay. <laughs> it's not like shark week. <laughs> so, okay. You, there's a, there's a hook with bait on it. But, you, the, but you there's, drop no, it in the water. there's no cage. No, you, and when you catch uh-huh. the shark, you uh, reel it in. Oh, gotcha. So, <laughs> so you're just on the boat trying to catch the but shark. But the scary part is that I'm scared of is they told me, you have to go out in the boat and check the bait and rebait it. So, like, you have to reach down into the water and you have all this meat with you. Do you have to do that? Yeah. Well, I told them I wasn't going to. Yeah, but I tell them, nah, I'll pass. I feel like they're going to make me. Um, so, I'm real. I hope that I come back with all my limbs. And, <laughs> so, how large and, are and these you're also, sharks? Well, last year they caught a 14 foot hammerhead. <gasps> so, that sounds as cool as it sounds like. Yeah, so um, they actually caught like eight or nine sharks last year. So it's actually like run and go the whole time. But yeah, they caught a huge one last year. So they're real excited this year. But we're going to be out in the sun all day. We're going to be camping, making our own food. This doesn't sound like a Colton type trip. What does that mean, Matthew? What are you saying? Are you saying I'm a city boy? Uh, uh, Yeah, (laughs) actually. Hey, I went fishing all the time as a kid, but no, I never been shark fishing. All right. Well, I hope you have a great time and that you're safe and you come back in one piece. That also means I won't be working next Friday. No, it's all good. So 
Yeah, you guys just heard me get permission from my boss uh, to get off work. Um, <laughs> Go have fun, be well, and come back whole. Um, so, okay. So a few things regarding um, just what's going on with Renewal. Not related to sharks. Not related to the shark fishing. No, no sharks uh, in Renewal. Um, you sent out a blog post yesterday. So today's Thursday. Um, this podcast may not get me posted till Friday. So on Wednesday, you sent out a blog post that was actually really informative and a big blog post for our church. And you said three things in there that I want to kind of you to expand on or talk a little bit about here. Sure. Um, in that blog post to our members, the first thing you said in regards to us gathering again in the future of renewal, uh, the first thing you said is we need to be wise. What do you mean by that? Oh, man. Well, I mean, wisdom is just knowing how to glorify Jesus in just everyday decisions. And the Bible doesn't spell everything out for Mm -mm. us. But thankfully, the Bible does give us the principles and gives us the spirit to lead us and so that we can make these wise decisions and having this skill and knowing how to navigate sometimes uncharted waters and this is absolutely uncharted waters. We've never had COVID pandemic that we have to <laughs> gather again after being off for three months. And so obviously when I say wisdom, I was saying, God, just give us your wisdom. Your word tells us if we ask, then you will give us wisdom. Yeah. And so I put their text in Ephesians 5, 15 and how we're, we're told to make the best use of our time and to be wise and, and not unwise and understand the Lord's will. And, and so I think when we're talking about being wise as we gather again, we're just wanting to be cautious. So I think it's not throwing caution into the wind and it's not denying the reality that there is a virus and there are people in our church. Now, their church did have uh, older congregations, more aging, and that's not really us. We have a much Mm -hmm. younger church. And yet we have people in our faith family that are immune compromised or have other health risks where for them to be unwise. Or they see their elderly grandmother, grandpa throughout the week. So we want to be very sensitive and, and move forward with wisdom and with caution and with protocols in place yeah. um, so that we're not being a bad testimony in our community. Um, and so all of this, so the idea of we need to be wise is that we don't want to just ignore the realities that are going on around us. Awesome. Well, the second thing you said in your blog post is that you said we need to be together. What is that? Well, and so, yes, we need to be wise and careful and, and cautious in how we do it. And yet we need to do it. Mm. We need to be together. Um, God has just made us where we need one another. Yeah. And so, brother, I, I cannot become who I'm called to be in Christ without you and the others in my life to encourage, to challenge, to correct. Mm. We need each other. And so by God's very own design... As his people, we're called to be a gathered people. Yeah. And his glory is displayed with a worshiping, gathered community. These are his ideas, not ours. Yeah. And so we we can't forsake the assembly. So yes, exercise wisdom in how we do it. And yet, it's time. Yeah, Churches are gathering all across this city and this county. So we're not the first ones to do it. Our own sending church, First Baptist, is beginning to gather on June 7th. Yeah. Um, and so it's just time for us to be together. Yeah. So we'll be wise, um, but we also see that it's important that we 
gathered together. And I think it's it's important not only for me and you and the leadership of renewal, but for each person who comes to gather with us um, to have that same balance of wisdom um, on your own health and your own, you know, um, positions in how you kind of enter that space, whether you want to wear a mask or not, that's up to you and, yeah. and things like that. Um, but also just excited about gathering yes. again. Um, I think it'll be interesting um, when we gather. So if that's, okay, the mindset we're coming in with, what is the plan? So the, the plan is that we're going to have two more Sundays. And so Sunday, May 31st, and then Sunday, June 7th, okay. that we'll still have online worship gatherings. So like we've been doing it all summer, mm-hmm. or all spring rather, Yeah, we'll, we will do that these next two Sundays. And then... We're also going to have our home groups that will gather together and yep. worship in homes for those two Sundays. Yeah. And so they actually officially, our home groups started gathering again this week. Um, and so you'll be seeing your home groups twice in one week, specifically just your home group. So your normal meeting time throughout the week and then also on Sunday. We have one Sunday home group, probably just be one big meeting. Um, yeah, exactly. But, but the ones in the week will meet that Wednesday or Thursday and then also on that Sunday morning, just to get into the rhythm yes. of meeting again. To get um, used to getting up, getting dressed right. out of your pajamas and <laughs> yep. going to worship versus just... Exactly. You know, I'm just saying, it takes the transition back into gathering on Sundays. Exactly. And I know there's many of you who may have concerns. Um, reach out to us. Ask us questions. Um, we're trying to learn. We're trying to be learners right now and prepare as best we can. Um and so we're trying, we have that mix right now, wisdom and excitement, where we want to be as wise as we possibly can, um, but also know that we are looking forward to June 14th. Yeah, um, because, and so the next two Sundays, we'll still have the online gathering, but then, as you said, June 14th, we're going to gather together for the mm-hmm. first time since March 8th. Yep. And that will be at Hilton um, in yes. Temple at 10 a.m. Uh, we'll keep our same time. And so that gathering will begin at, at 10 a.m. And so we encourage you um, to join us on that Sunday. Yeah, so the Hilton Garden Inn there in Temple across from Scott and White is just a beautiful venue. Right next to Cane's. Right next to Rose's. <laughs> Whatever restaurant yeah. you prefer, uh, it's Mod right Pizza, next to it. Yeah. No, I know, it's awesome. <laughs> but beyond its location with the restaurants and close proximity, great staff, very yeah, helpful, very large helpful. ballroom so we can set up and and part of this plan includes that we're going to follow all the governor's guidelines and so we will have social distancing and how we arrange the seats and so yep. essentially we're going to have family units be like in a pod yep. if you will of just a cluster of seats six feet from yep. the other um, family units and yeah. so we're, we're going to follow that as as you said hey you're adults we're not going to police and make you wear a mask that's your decision. If you choose to wear one, great. If you choose not to, great. It really is your call. We respect you and your decision. Um, we're just saying, just come. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, as we move forward on this, um, it will be, it will look different, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. Like different isn't always bad. The purpose is still going to be the same. Amen. We're there to worship and to learn, uh, to commune with people, the people of God and with God. And so um, it may look different, but different doesn't necessarily mean bad. Um, God will still accomplish his purpose in that place. Yeah, and it is going to feel different because we're used to going into a middle school and so now we're going into a hotel. 
but it's still going to be beautiful because it's it's going to be a new place to reach new people yeah. that maybe wouldn't have found us in the school in West Temple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, will be a good. It will be a good time. As you've been thinking about, so I know we had a big members meeting last Sunday. Um, and we're moving ahead towards gathering again on June 14th. Yes. What is a text that you've been praying over um, or that you would like for our members to hear and to learn from uh, as we talk about, we talked a lot about unity uh, in our members meeting. Yeah, we did. And and as we move forward, that's going to be so important. And so what's a text that you would have for us today? Well, one that you and I have talked about, and then we actually have our home groups this week meditating on and praying through is Philippians 2. We'll read just one slice of it. Philippians 2, verses 3 through 8. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself to becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Mm. Amen. Just absolutely stunning with Gospel revealed Paul to write. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at this text, and just verse 3, like, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. And I'm just going to be honest here, just raw. I feel like the way that the world is politicized today, um, there is this central theme of control that that my story or my um, ambition is that everything would serve my purpose. Absolutely. And, and if we're going to approach this as a body, as a family, um, we've got to drop any selfish ambition that we have going into this. Um, to, sometimes I think we want to be right more than to be unified. And even though being right doesn't really help, <laughs> does that yep. make sense? Um, like you can be right and not helpful, you know? And so I think that as I'm looking at this text, just this idea of do nothing out of selfish ambition. And then in verse five, um, he says, have, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. He's talking about be unified mm-hmm. um, and the same likeness, the same mind as Christ. And so going forward, I'm just praying and hoping that when our people approach these circumstances and approach that gathering on June 14th is that we are unified um, and we say we agree with Christ. And And that's the bottom line because this whole corona crazy and it's polarizing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen nothing like this in my life. I mean, I'm all 40 years old, but in my lifetime, I've never seen anything in the church that has had such a polarizing effect where you have people in the same faith family where they're just terrified to gather and mm-hmm. would even question why we're even doing this so soon and others that are struggling with frustration or even some anger mm-hmm. on why do we stop meeting in the first place? Yeah, it's, it's hard to get your mind around how polarizing this is. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the reality is there there's kind of two two sides to it. One, there's legitimate suffering happening around the world. Absolutely. Um, and that needs to be acknowledged, and the church should should run to the front lines of that and pray and serve. Um, and then there's this other reality of the politicization. Uh, how do you say that word? I can't. It's politicized. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess politi- had politicized um, these circumstances. And the reality is, you know, we're not Republican. We're not Democrat. We are have our allegiance to Christ. First and foremost. First and foremost. Amen. And, and so we want to approach these circumstances um, with full and complete agreement with who our God is and who Christ says we are. Um, which are his sons and daughters. And so he says, look for the interests of others. And I think that's the key. I mean, because what this text reveals about who Jesus is, you talk about Christology. And so a a text that describes who Jesus is, so studying Christ. And there is such high Christology in this text. I know we don't have time today to get into all the nuances, but it's unbelievable how it says that Jesus is, is equal with God. He yeah. is God in the flesh, and yet he gave that up, and he became fully human. Yeah. And so he retained being fully God, but he he became fully human. So it's a form of a servant in order to rescue us, humble himself, death on the cross. Yeah. And so that attitude of emptying himself yeah. is what our attitude needs to be of emptying ourselves of our agenda and saying, okay, what is best for God's kingdom? Mm. And how can I love my brothers better? And as you alluded to in the sex, on looking to the interests of others. Mm. Because if Christ looked at his own interests, he wouldn't mm. have gone on the cross. Yeah. But he was looking out for the interests of others and displaying his glory through saving us. I don't know, there's just so much in this text yeah. to go through in a brief podcast. Yeah, it, <laughs> it reminds me of the text in um, Corinthians where Paul says, I became all things to all people. Um, and in that moment, he's, he's talking about um, how he changed essentially his lifestyle in order to relate and enter into the space of serving others um, that he became like them. And so, so, that it was worth it for the sake of the kingdom and the glory of God uh, to move into a space where he wasn't right all the time, but he approached with humility and gentleness and kindness. And I think we're all going to have to approach each other like that in the coming days where we look not to our own selfish ambition, but I say, well, where is Matthew in this? And what does Matthew need in order to really commune with God uh, and to really learn from and enjoy and sing and to feel comfortable and like he can have true community. Um, and I think that we're going to have to be flexible and we're going to have to be humble in this and it's going to be trying and it's going to be growing, (laughs) I think for all of us. Um, and it's an interesting time in the world of the church in the history of the church. But there's always been stuff like this, like, like you referenced, um, first Corinthians nine, where Paul had that phrase of, being all things to all people mm-hmm. in that exact context it was a highly politicized issue yeah it was also on can we go by this meat that was sacrificed to pagan gods mm-hmm. and some believers said oh no you can't eat that meat and others said Psh, i'm eating it mm-hmm. and paul was saying look you have freedom in christ but consider your brother mm-hmm. in this contentious polarizing situation yep. and so that totally applies to us today 
on suspending our rights mm-hmm. and looking to the interests of others and saying, how can I bless my brothers and my sisters yep. and make myself even uncomfortable if need be for the blessing of others, yep. for the kingdom of Christ. Absolutely, 100%. Um, and let me finish by reading the last few verses. Yeah, of, it's beautiful, yeah. Um, this is the end goal, <laughs> and this is the reality of our situation, um, that circumstances can be difficult, and we we know that this will be hard, but here is who our God is, and here is the reality that will not change says, therefore, in verse 9, God has highly exalted him and bestowed him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, to the glory of God the Father. That the reality is, Christ is still on his throne. Amen. Um, He is still king, um, and as Revelation says, every knee will bow Amen. and every tongue will confess. At the end of the, all things and the consummation, uh, glory will be given by every single person. And our hope is that when we get into that room and we're gathered together and it looks different, that we say, you know what? He is highly exalted. Amen. Um, and it's he's all that matters. Yep. So um, we love you guys and miss th- you. we miss you and we look forward to gathering again. Um, stay up to date. We'll have one more podcast before we meet again and we'll have more info on details on what that will look like. Uh, but reach out to us um, if you have questions. We love you.